0: Drink, drink,
1: drink, 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 drink.
0: Drink <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, like, like, quit. Seriously. Get that shit out. Seriously stop. I'm not playing. <laughs> for real, man. Hold on. I'm I'ma I'm I'm get out Rachel, I'm gonna exit out of this shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing for real, man. Quit, quit for real, man. Like, (laughs) I'm gonna get off the, I'm gonna get off Zoom. I'm not playing, stop, stop, stop it for real. It's worse with the hat off. Yo, 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 Thought Warriors, what is up? Hopefully I can get my my bearings to actually do the podcast today.
1: What's wrong?
0: You know, you come on the podcast and you share you share with people about your hopes and dreams and your fears. And I told you guys several times over. <laughs> that I'm afraid of Freddy Krueger. And I remain afraid of him. You know what the funny thing is a couple of nights ago I tried to face fears again I tried to watch it it's hard. Why would
1: you do that to yourself though? Why do that?
0: Cuz people keep asking like that I shouldn't I'm 41 I shouldn't be afraid of Freddy Krueger. And then I get on the podcast today. <clears throat> and it's even weird because you know Rachel my my computer came up then it shut down and then Rachel was gone when I came back and all of a sudden fucking Freddy Krueger is with the hat and all. And she's still got the. She's still got the sweater on. Even the sweater <laughs> is triggering me a little bit. Is that your Halloween costume?
1: Uh no, just this. That was that was for you. I'm I'm gonna wear it to work tomorrow. But that's all for you.
0: It worked. By the way, you they won't see this because I don't know if Trudy and Donnie were recording the Zoom. But I attempted to thug it out. Like for like the first five or ten seconds, I was just trying to like look at it. But then I like I couldn't figure out how to. <laughs> disable your zoom screen so I just had, my. <laughs> well just to make you go away so I put my hand up to the computer <laughs> so I couldn't see it and Rachel wow, wow you it got was me, recording
1: Rachel. everybody was in on it oh <laughs> everybody knew
0: wow
1: the whole thing was recording
0: wow I gotta, team, I gotta yeah, say bravo. I gotta say bravo because I tried. I tried not to let it bother I was me, but like, then wow,
1: he's not even
0: affected. No, hell no. Then you
1: started acting weird.
0: Because I started, cause <laughs> the, the face started moving around, and it became like Freddie was animated. And I'm like, he's gonna say, "Hey, Van," or something weird, and and I didn't. Then, then I was embarrassed that I couldn't handle it. You could speak. My mind scrambled. <laughs> Are
1: you sweating?
0: What's yes happening? i was scared man like, <laughs> like i started and then i was like yo man this is embarrassing like but whatever it's good it's good what are you afraid of rachel tell it's me now more
1: sc- it's more scary when i take the hat off right when it's just the bald head
0: always has been right that the hat humanizes
1: freddie <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm scared of birds Mm. Like pretty much anything that can fly, fly after me. Um, not a huge fan of clowns, but I can tolerate them. Yeah, so I say I say birds.
0: You ever see like a magpie? You know that bird? It swoops down at you. Has that ever happened to you?
1: I th- in Miami, the birds attack you. They, the attack, birds co- they Miami. attack. They attack. They would attack copper's tail,
0: mm-hmm. like especially
1: if it was nesting season, or they would zoom down and like hit you. So maybe that was the magpie.
0: Maybe there's a magpie swooping in. And what happens when that happens? I don't like that. I'm going to be honest with you. If that means you're scared of birds, not wanting the birds to swoop down and attack you, then I'm scared of birds too.
1: Well, I've had that happen. I've been pooped on. And um, I had a bird like swoop down a seagull and steal the link out of my hot dog and fly away. So it's like, I've had a lot of You're lying.
0: That never happened. What? You think i What? You think I'm lying? lying? Steal the link out of your hot dog? You think I'm
1: lying? <laughs> you, think I'm lying? <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm lying?
0: Yeah, I like this. Get somebody on the phone. Who is this? Who are we calling? Your call has
1: been forwarded.
0: It's, it's, a it's Chris Harrison.
1: <laughs> of all people, of all people. Now that was the judge. He loves to tell the story. He said he hit me with the automated response. Sorry, I can't talk now.
0: Oh, he's probably doing probably doing. I think it's a trial, ju- he's in trial the... actually. What, what, <laughs> what, that would have been crazy if he'd have picked up the phone?
1: <laughs> I'm like, tell the story about the time I was in South Padre Island. I'm this really happened.
0: Mm-hmm. And the bird swooped in and took your the hot dog link Let out of the your bread. Hot
1: dog. Took the link.
0: Well, the bird needs his protein.
1: I'm still traumatized. I've, I'm telling you, a lot of traumatized. That would traumatize
0: you though. How old were you when that happened?
1: Like seven or eight.
0: Oh, hell no. Nah, yeah. I uh, I was chased by a wild, wild turkey around that age.
1: I'm sorry. What? It's not that I don't know what a wild turkey mm-hmm. is. It's, it's just wild more of like, were they running around Baton Rouge like that? Were you in Zachary?
0: I was in Maringwin, where my great grandfather lived. And uh, I was playing around in this woods. And all of a sudden, what looked like to me a demon. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> you
1: no, uh,
0: <laughs> charged me. And I freaked. And I ran back to the porch where my dad and Big Papa were sitting. And I told them that there was a monster in the woods. <laughs> and my dad said, you know, get your monster ass in there. Sit down. Sit your ass down somewhere. We didn't even know where you was. By the way, nobody was looking for me. They were just like... <laughs> Where's six year old Van Uh, But I didn't even realize At that point That it was a turkey Till later on To where I was in the woods And I saw a wild turkey And I was like shit
1: That's the thing So it was A monster For the longest to you
0: For a long time A demon for a long time, I couldn't put my finger on it. I wasn't sure what I saw.
1: <laughs> you thought you made it up.
0: <laughs> I knew that it happened, but I'm like, yo, and then I was like, oh, because it gobbled. It gobbled aggressively. Okay. It yeah. was an aggressive gobbler. They move
1: fast. They do. Like, if you've never seen a wild turkey, it is, it's, that's jarring. You want to mm-hmm. talk about Freddy? That's jarring.
0: Nah. Fuck that wild turkey. Freddy... Freddie got his fucking skin burned off his face, yet he still came back to society. Think about that. Freddie got... St- Rachel, chill. Seriously, though, we're not going to be able to do the podcast. No, no claws. Freddie came back from the dead to kill children in their sleep. What's more terrifying? I'm serious, man.
1: Well, see, that if I had seen it as a child, I would be different. But you have to realize, remember, I was shielded from all that. So I saw him as an adult. So Freddie's actually funny to me. You go back and you watch Nightmare on Elm Street, he has a bit of a, he has a sense of
0: humor. Uh, he's very funny. He's like, he's he's funny, but then it always ends up the humor goes bad because you end up dead in your sleep. You know what? I had a weird dream last night. What? Shout out to Steve Allman, who is the producer of the Ringerverse. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I had a dream last night that we were all, you were there too in the dream. Ah. We were all in one, like, so. A couple of years ago, they had the Revolt Music Conference at the Music Box downtown in L.A., I guess that's what it's called.
1: Yeah, I went there to interview Diddy.
0: Oh, OK. OK. So do you remember the bottom area down yeah. at the bottom? OK, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's where we were. But it was okay. bigger. It was like a big thing. But that's where Very we were.
1: specific. But OK. Yeah.
0: Like the layout was there and there were zombies everywhere. And the zombies, like legit zombies, the zombies were coming at us. But we were mm-hmm. cool as long as we were in the music box here. Okay. They couldn't get to us. And, uh, you know, the zombies were coming and I had to leave out to go get something. Mm-hmm. But I needed a shotgun to fight off the zombies. And I was asking Steve to pass me a shotgun through the window. And you and Steve were laughing and wouldn't give me the shotgun. <gasps>
1: We were just going to let you go?
0: No, that's not what happened. So this is what happened. (laughs) Some kind of way you guys were laughing because I thought that it was still zombie time, but the zombies had turned back to regular people and I was so scared that and you guys were laughing at me. I was very upset in this dream. But when I looked around, the zombies weren't zombies. They were regular people. And then you guys were laughing. So we
1: basically saved you from trying to kill regular people.
0: I guess, or maybe... They would have been zombies had I got the shotgun. I don't know. I don't know what the dream means. But it was you, Steve, and it was a couple people from TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just happy I survived. Because I thought you were about to kill me off in your dreams. And no. the zombies got to me or something like that.
0: Never happened. Never happened. I think you'd be pretty good in a zombie apocalypse. I think I you'd like be pretty resourceful.
1: I, I think I like to think I would be, too.
0: Why? What are your traits that would make you good in a zombie apocalypse?
1: I'm scrappy.
0: Mm, true. You know
1: what I mean? I'm I'm scrappy- I, I'm persistent. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm resilient. I have endurance. Competitive. You know what I mean? yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Plus the zombies don't want to get canceled. And if they say the wrong thing to you, they might. <laughs>
1: <Shit>. <laughs> if you haven't thought about what you would do, if that really happened, like if y'all are listening, thought warriors, and you've never thought about what you would do if zombies took over the world, you're going to be the first to go. Everybody should be thinking about that. What
0: would you, do? What would you do? <laughs> I do? I think about it all the time. I would get in the car. First of all, I get in the car. I'll try to stay moving. Now it depends, because there's probably gonna be a lot of cars on the road and stuff like that. But I, you definitely wanna stay moving. You don't want to stay one place for too long, stay one place for too long. you gotta get out the city.
1: You gotta also, get out the
0: city. It depends on what kind of zombies. Okay. Like which zombies are we talking? Are we talking about walking dead I think zombies?
1: Walking dead
0: zombies, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'll be fucking over them niggas left and right. I don't understand. It's it's like I, I'll I'll be fucking over them niggas, man. I'll Why? Be because they
1: make it look easy. You know what? I thought about Walking Dead. You never see them by the water. Huh. Zombies are zombies are never by the water. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. Well, I, and I and I, haven't, <sighs> I haven't I haven't done the last two seasons, but I don't recall zombies being by the water.
0: I I gave up on Walking Dead, literally like five or six years ago. Like I can't do like you. It's. it's Nothing was happening. No, it's not that nothing was happening. It's just that, yo, man, I just can't watch a show where shit just continuously gets worse. (laughs) (laughs) You know they build a community and then what happens somebody comes along and fucks the community up it's just—it just, things just continuously but get worse
1: it's better than that because it's not always zombies right it's, it's us tearing things apart it's power mm-hmm. it's pride it's survival it's, you gotta look at it like that so you got to the governor right
0: oh I got past the governor okay, I got past okay. the governor I got to I got to Negan era
1: oh you made it far far yeah that's yeah, more
0: than that's that's closer than five or six years ago. Five or six years. That, that's not. Well, maybe maybe you're right. Yeah, I got yeah, past the you governor. You got
1: to Negan.
0: I got past. I got into Negan area where uh, what's his face was making bullets for Negan and all of that stuff. I got past yeah. the Negan. But not I never got to the point to where Negan and uh, Rick were like pals or Negan was fucking Rick had Negan imprisoned or something. I never got to that part. So Um, look, so now that I've been scared, let's talk about something that's not so scary, something that's actually a bit of good news. Uh, The appeals court, the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals has temporarily temporarily blocked Oklahoma from executing death row inmates Julius Jones and John Grant. We gave you the story of Julius Jones. I think it was last week on the podcast. Uh, He was scheduled To be executed November 18th, but they have blocked the execution right now. The governor, who is Kevin Stilt, said he would not decide on Jones's case until after his clemency hearing. He has an upcoming clemency hearing. And during that hearing, um, the governor will decide what to do. So, not completely out of the woods yet, but things look good right now for Julius Jones. And it was a really incredible turn of events that this that this happened.
1: Am I missing something? What because are you missing? It's obvious. Yes, it's incredible that they stay the execution because I can't even imagine knowing that in less than a month you're and and as we had the reverend on here talking about it, preparing for his last meal, his last days, all of that knowing that death is around the corner and then all of a sudden it's not. But what I guess concerned me is that it stayed not because they've necessarily listened to new evidence or heard new testimony It stayed because quote um, they have to, the federal until the federal district court addresses the credible expert criticism that's identified in Oklahoma's execution procedures. So it's a procedural issue, which means like it's, I I guess I wanted to hear that, you know, they're considering new evidence or, you know what I mean? Like some of the things that we discussed when we talked to his family and we had the pastor on. Um, So I'm, I'm still a little nervous because the clemency hearing is going to be, you know, Julius will be testifying, family members will be testifying, but then they'll also hear from the other side as well. You know, from the victim's family, and um, and they'll hear from the attorneys on both sides. So, you know, not definitely not out of the woodworks, but I get, I'm happy that it stayed, but I'm still like concerned because there's so much that still needs to be done before we can say he will not be executed on death row. So yeah, don't stop, you guys.
0: So there are a couple of motivations here that people should be uh, aware of. This governor, Kevin Stit, Stit, Kevin Stit. Like I, I don't like it. I don't like the name Stitt. Uh, (laughs) this guy wants to be the president and so this is an interesting political situation for him Uh, either he goes Mm -hmm. to try to get votes having killed somebody um, on death row you know having made that decision and not stepped in once someone's killed or he grants clemency and some in his party might look at him as soft on crime or he doesn't care about victims or whatever. I say that to say that the political angle of this case is going to be incredibly important because this gentleman, Mr. Stitt is probably going to go as he feels like popular sentiment goes. Right. So if he feels like there are enough people that could drum this up and use Julius Jones's case uh, in order to stop him from furthering his political um, ambitions, then he might be on the Jones's family side of this. If people get quiet and there is uh, no momentum in this, he might think, ah, this is one I can get away with and not lose a base in Oklahoma or not get into a weird sort of situation with uh, – with someone in a primary, uh, X amount of years from now, and of course, all of this depends on whether or not Donald Trump runs. So, um, what I'm saying is, it's a, a brief moment for people to breathe out, but it doesn't mean that whatever we were doing before—if uh, you believe in the innocence of Julius Jones—that we shouldn't be doing it now. It's basically, you know, we still got to do it. Still got to do it. Yeah, still got to do, yeah. do it. Absolutely. Still have to do it. All right, so I have a question for you. Uh oh. Can honesty be toxic?
1: What are you being honest about? Yes, it could.
0: Honesty can be toxic. This is the big question as it regards Jada Pinkett Smith.
1: Ah, I knew you were going to go there with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Jada Pinkett Smith on Will Table Disc. (laughs)
1: Know where you stand (laughs) What'd you think about it
0: I guess I don't I guess it's okay man I mean it's her life right she's got her show It's her platform she wants to talk about what's going on In her life but she went on Red Table Talk And talked about she talked all right. she talked about what's going Down or not going Down in her and Will's sexual relationship Um, She talked about the Pitfall that she tries to ensure to To try to avoid to ensure her and Will Have a healthy sex life She says, it's hard. I mean, the thing Will and I talk about a lot is the journey. We started in this at a very young age, you know, 22 years old. That's why I think the accountability part really hit hard for me, because I think you expect your partner to know your needs, especially when it comes to sex. It's like, well, if you love me, you should know. If you love me, you should read my mind. That is a huge pitfall. Twitter took this as Jada being somewhat critical of Will's dick work. Is it is <laughs> It's so not that simple. Well well I I get it. Did you take it like that?
1: No, I just I didn't think it's so I guess it's so simple minded to say, oh, you know, like he just ain't laying it down in the bedroom. What it sounds like cause it's cause sex isn't just that simple. It sounds like her sexual desires aren't being fulfilled. And that can go beyond just the way. He, his performance. It sounds like she's just bored in the entire relationship and I need her. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm with you on the whole dissing Will thing. I just don't understand why y'all just don't leave each other. You're clearly not happy, Jada. You clearly are bored. You clearly want something else. We've seen you go after something else. Will has now, even with his book that's coming out, talked about how you guys have done, other things and pursued other, it sounds like other people in the relationship. And I guess my thing is if even that's not fulfilling to you, the kids are grown, you're not satisfied. You don't seem happy. Why don't you just walk away from Will instead of using him as a talking point on Red Table Talk? That's how I feel at this point. She seems miserable. And the only way that this seems to benefit her are the headlines that she gets when she disses Will.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, Rach. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's break <laughs> this down. So the question was, can honesty be toxic? Because I said I asked on my Twitter sphere, the old tweet, "Is Jada toxic?" And people were like, "She's being honest about the state of her relationship. She's being honest about her real life, which you would hope that people who have a mic would do." Is it toxic or wrong for her to talk about the specificities and the different angles of their lovemaking if she has a show where she talks about her entire life? Is that wrong? I don't know if it's wrong. I do know that at some point it's starting to seem a little gratuitous, man. I'm starting to feel sorry for a guy who has like 400 million dollars. And that's not that's not the way, you know, it's like will Will wakes up in the morning and after the August Alcina thing, and we should say this, had this come out, this exact sentiment come out, has she expressed mm-hmm. this on Red Table Talk, independent of the August Alcina thing, I don't think this sure. would have been such a big deal.
1: Sure, sure.
0: I think when you put the 27-year-old dick with the, sometimes you got to be loud about the type of shit that you want, it looks worse. Am I crazy for thinking that?
1: No, well, it's it's August. It's then Will coming on Red Table Talk and him just looking distraught and disheveled and miserable. Then it's Will talking about their relationship in his book. Now it's Jada talking about it again, and it's like, all right, you know, enough.
0: A lot of this is our fault. I don't even think that there's anything too crazy going on in the relationship between Will and Jada. I just want everybody to know this
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Relationships are messy Relationships are hard Relationships are work Relationships are They're dirty And they're beautiful And they're all of those things of course as well But there's no such thing As relationship goals Like no such thing as relationship goals Your relationship goals Should be completely defined by you and the partner that you have. Very true. And if you change partners, you should probably change goals, right? Cause there's one specific person that's very unique. So when I think about people putting will or even Barack and Michelle Obama or Jay-Z and Beyonce and saying relationship goals, you don't know what the fuck going on in them people's life. You thought Will and Jada had a good... Everybody was fucking who they wanted to fuck. Now guess what Will is? Wondering what the whole world thinks about his dick work. What a tough place to be in. Tough place to be in. Do you have relationship goals? Do you do stuff like that? Like, is there a couple that you want to be like you and Brian?
1: No. I'm I, No. No. I don't look at people and say... Relationship goals. I mean, maybe I've said it in, a, in talking and interviewing someone and laughed after it, but I don't, there's nobody, there's nobody that I'm like, man, I want to be just like them because nobody knows your relationship like you and the person that you're in it with, but you know, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I've seen countless people in this bachelor world that I'm in one day, literally post, we're so happy. I want to spend the rest of my life with them. And the next day they're like, we've decided to go our separate ways, but like they have every day they're posting beautiful things and messages to each other. So you just don't know. It's all for show. But I, I don't know. I, I, when it comes to Jaden and Will and you talk about her being honest in her relationship, I guess I just have this mentality of when I growing up that you just don't let people all up in your business like that. You just don't tell people everything. And I don't, and, and you say you blame us, but at the same time, you telling us. You're, you're letting us in. You're giving, you're giving this out to the court of public opinion for people to have a reaction, which is why it has continuously been a talking point because you've seen the reaction that you've gotten. So I can't really say you blame us when you let us in. You well, keep telling us your business.
0: True. But this is the way I look at that. The interest and curiosity into Jada and Will's relationship comes... From the fact that people looked at it as the model Hollywood relationship. And there was all this talk that they did things in these non-conventional ways. Also, you guys have to remember, Jada and Will before this have made sort of a show about their family a little bit. You know, they went on Oprah. They talked about their parenting. they t- And I think that they are yeah. fantastic parents. And I think that they have, obviously, I think that Jada and Will have the same issues that any other couple would have. Maybe, oh, of course. Well, maybe some new ones. <laughs> it could right, yeah, so be but... a couple of entanglements aside, but I think they have the same relationship okay. issues that anybody that would have been that long and got together that long that young would have. But I think the relationship now is being strained under the perception that they have found the white the right way to do a Hollywood marriage, and I think that part of it is people wanting to see through that and see okay, people in Hollywood are weird and fucked up, and what do they do? And then part of it. is is just that because they're in the public eye people are more interested and they have to share a little bit more in order to be interesting especially for Jada and to a degree with Will because their movie careers aren't where they used to be so she is making a living now talking and not acting you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. but this means that now there has to be speculation over Will's dick work and that just demystifies him. She's breaking Will down. I'm not. I'm she like, is. I'm not going. I'm not going to lie, man. I got to be honest. She's <laughs> like Jada's breaking Will down a little bit here. It's got to be is. a little difficult to have the whole internet talking about your dick work.
1: Of course. I will see. I did. I did follow what went on with Twitter, but I. I again. I think it's deeper than that. But sure, it's put. Because here's the thing: the the reason people are so fascinated with celebrities is because. You, you see them on television or you're listening to them or you're seeing them in magazines or looking at them on billboards, but there's this mystery about them, right? There's a fantasy almost with them because you only know them as who they are on movies or in an interview or whatever. You don't know what goes on behind their closed doors. You don't know that they have issues just like you. It's only been as of recent that we've seen celebrities open up and talk about very real issues that we all go through rather than these... Figures, you know, that that are that seem so un, untouchable. And Jade is out here putting all of Will's business, both their business out there. And so it does kind of take away maybe the glamour, the mystique away from Will Smith because she's out here talking about what goes on in their bedroom
0: well also it gives will a new opportunity and that's
1: why it's toxic to bring it back to your question to me that's why it's toxic so you it's are toxic. so you're saying
0: that jada jada pinkett smith is toxic
1: if will is okay with it because when it, when you're talking about your relationship you're not just talking about yourself mm-hmm. right it'd be different if jada was just telling us her business but you're telling will's business if will's okay with it then it's not toxic but if you're out here just having these conversations Yes, if you're out here just I need to an
0: answer from Rachel Lindsay.
1: It's toxic. <laughs> I already gave my whole thing. Jade is doing this for clicks, for ratings. Ooh. She's putting it out there. That's She's right. She don't go too far. She's going to put it all out there. She's got nothing else to give. She needs to stop.
0: Yeah, well, look, it, it's like, come on, man. That's Mike Lowry, bro. Come on, man. You can't do that. Mike to, that's Mike Lowry, bro. Leave Will the fuck alone.
1: <laughs>
0: Will got King Richard coming out. Can can just leave this nigga alone. That's Mike Lowry, man. That's the fresh prince. Like we don't we don't like we don't think about Will. We don't want to think about Will's dick work. That's the thing. It's not even we don't even we don't need the progress report of Will Smith's dick work. Like we don't like uh, that's that's Mike Lowry, man. God damn it. Oh, I got one more question before you. Are you guys do you think that you and Brian are couple goals in Bachelor Nation?
1: I think all all you have to do to be couple goals in Bachelor Nation is to still be together. So yes.
0: So of the couples that are still together. I think
1: the bar is low in Bachelor Nation. Of the couples
0: that are still together, you guys are you guys are couple goals, you'd say. Who else is still together? Anyone?
1: Nobody you know. Who? oh well I guess I mean married or just together
0: married Juan Carlos Tri-
1: Trista and Ryan they would be they would be Trista the couple goal. and Ryan they're the couple not me and Brian Tristan I mean the, the goal is to stay together but they've been together like 17 years um two children you know step away from the spotlight he's a firefighter he's you know, a firefighter
0: like, mhm nigga got a noble ass job the fuck he got to be yeah. on The Bachelor as a firefighter, or was it she the bachelorette? My
1: friend, she was the bachelorette, but my friend is engaged to a guy who was a firefighter and he was on The Bachelorette.
0: Hey, you, you should not that's too noble of a job to go on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. You shouldn't. What
1: about being an attorney?
0: Yeah, come on. You guys got to get your hands dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, guys got to get your hands dirty. Uh, okay, let's take a little break. All right. Interesting decision in Wisconsin. Of course, we remember uh, the psychopath Kyle Rittenhouse. That's what I believe of him. I'm not talking about allegedly. You got to
1: be 17 to strap up that way and start shooting people. Absolutely.
0: So apparently a judge in Wisconsin has uh, ruled that the individuals, the victims that are shot, that were shot by Kyle Rittenhouse, cannot be referred to as victims. The word victim is a loaded, loaded word, and I think alleged victim is a cousin to it, said Judge Bruce Schrader on Monday. Defense attorneys may call them arsonists or looters. So victim is a loaded term, but arsonist and looter Completely benign fuck this country let the evidence show that what the evidence shows, and if the evidence shows that any mo- any that any or more than one of these people engaged in arson, rioting, or looting, then I'm not going to tell the defense that they can't call them that. He added before, what is expected? To be a contentious trial starting next week, the writing is on the wall for for Kyle Rittenhouse, not only to be acquitted of everything he is charged with, but also to be made a folk hero by the Trump death cult. This news was absolutely enraging to me. How did you take it?
1: You think the writing is on the wall that he's going to be acquitted?
0: The writing is on the wall that he's get, that it seems to me that if if a judge rules. In something like that, it seems as if it's being framed, Kyle Rittenhouse. And look, I'm not a legal eagle like yourself. Legal eagle, fly, fly. That's my new legal eagle thing. But, uh, but, but, I, I, like, I, but it seems to me that a, the judge is framing Kyle Rittenhouse and really it, it, instructing him to be framed as somebody who shot arsonists and looters and in dehumanizing those people, he seems a little bit more.
1: So this is what I was confused by. And, and, um, and I'm trying to pull it, pull it up where the quote is that you were reading, because it is typical in a, like in a pretrial and I don't do criminal, in civil and you had, and you file these motions in limine, is what they're called. And you have, you try to get certain things excluded before you go to trial. And it is typical to not want the word victim to be used oh. that, that is normal, like the attorney that's trying to get that removed will usually put that in their motion in and limiting it. That's civil. I don't know what it's called in criminal, but it is still disturbing though that they can't or that they're going to be able to use arsonists and stuff like that. The only thing that confused me was it says, let the evidence show what the evidence shows. And if the evidence shows that any or more of one of these people were engaged in arson, rioting, or looting, and that's what they are. Are you talking about the people that were murdered? Are are they trying to refer to them as Uh, I would assume so
0: I would assume so so
1: he's saying the evidence has to they the defense has to prove then that they were do engaged in those actual things before they can use those terms
0: wait I'm confused
1: that's why I took it so
0: defense it says defense attorneys may however call them arsonists or looters let the evidence show what the evidence shows and if the evidence shows that any more one of these people were engaged in arsoning rioting or looting then I'm not going to tell defense they can't call them that fine sure you're right Um, I still have an issue with that because the arsonist and victim are not mutually exclusive. Rioter and victim are not mutually exclusive. Looter and victim are not mutually exclusive. Is the penalty for looting death? I don't think so. So if the penalty for looting isn't death and you get shot to death while you are looting, then how are you not the victim of murder or manslaughter or whatever? Now I could see if they were saying that someone who was attempting to attack Kyle Rittenhouse or coming at Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't be called a victim because then you're an aggressor that got killed. But in this particular instance, I don't understand how we're only seeking to prove the most negative aspect of who these people were. By the way, we're talking about rioters and looters and things of like that. If you weren't taking anything and you were just on the street, I don't necessarily call that a riot. I but don't... that's
1: my thing. That's, the, that's what I'm saying. Are they saying everybody there gets to be called a rioter or a looter or are the people? are they referring to the people who died? That's what I don't know. Are they well, why that they would they were be talking about why would
0: they be talking about anybody else other than those people? Because we're talking about victims here, so
1: and so that's my point. Right, the defense is now going to have to prove, and I'm not, I don't agree with this. I'm just saying the judge is saying. My understanding is the defense has to prove that those people who were actually murdered and the other one injured were participating in rioting and looting. They have the burden of proof, is what I'm understanding that to be. Which so is they fine, to, they, but they don't get to just randomly say, "Hey, they were rioting." They're going to have to actually try to prove that, which would be a part of their defense anyway, right? Because right. that's what they're going to try to say: he was defending himself, or he was defending his property, or whatever it may be, whatever that they're trying, you know, that they're trying to say on behalf right. of Kyle. So
0: they, so once again, my issue: you don't get to call them victims of a kid who went and bought a gun and then brought it all the way out there looking for trouble. You don't get to call them victims, but you can mm-hmm. call them rioters or arsonists or looters
1: possibly yes and i and i and i agree and i get you and this is where that this is where they'll they made their they'll make their objection to it and they'll take it up on a pill if necessary but it is common to not be able to say the word victim interesting or at least they'll try to make that argument
0: Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. And not
1: not all judge. No, not all judges go for it. But it is common for an attorney to say to try to exclude that terminology is what I should say. Just not that a judge will grant it, though.
0: I wonder, though, I wonder if the tables are turned. And uh, my little cousin don't do this, by the way, grabs a gun and goes starts and starts to go pick people off. At a Trump rally going wrong, like the Capitol riots or something like that. I wonder if those people aren't victims.
1: Mm. Interesting. I I agree. Always wonder. I I agree with you, but I don't think the writing's on the wall. Maybe that's me being a little too hopeful, but
0: there's a big. This
1: trial start. Do we know? I'm not sure.
0: I'm not sure. There's a big gubernatorial race. I like that word, gubernatorial.
1: Okay. Well, it's better than stit. Stit.
0: Uh There's a big gubernatorial race uh, in Virginia that's coming up. I think next week is the race. I'm pretty sure it's like November second or something like that. The race. Yeah, is
1: you up. had mentioned this one before.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, Glenn Youngkin is up against Terry McAuliffe. Glenn Youngkin is a Republican. Terry McAuliffe is a Democrat. All right. This this race is going to be uh, the first and probably many electoral referendums. On the standing of our current president, President Joe Biden. Uh, people are looking at this as maybe something that might potentially tell people how the midterms next year are going to go.
1: Hmm.
0: Now they've drugged Tony Morrison into this debate, into this gubernatorial race. Now, if you guys don't know who Tony Morrison is, fuck you. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not explaining to you who Toni Morrison is. All right? I'm not about to give no context or tell you who Toni Morrison is. If you don't know who Toni Morrison is, fuck yourself. Fuck off. Um, but don't stop listening. But that's mm-hmm. how I feel. And I got to be honest with you guys. I got to Jada Pinkett that one. I got to be all the way honest <laughs> to maybe an embarrassing. Not Jada degree. Pinkett.
1: We will um, not be using that as a terminology here. Oh, yeah.
0: We have to. We have to. Um, So, look, uh, the latest back and forth is centered around the value of teaching a Toni Morrison novel in the Commonwealth School, Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, highlighting Republican Glenn Youngkin's attempt to make the culture wars around education the major issue of race, as Democratic nominee Terry McAuliffe accuses him of using a racist dog whistle. Okay, Youngkin released an ad on Monday that features Laura Murphy, a Fairfax County mother and conservative activist who spearheaded a campaign against Beloved, which won the Pulitzer Prize in 1987. It is a fantastic novel. The campaign began after Murphy claimed it gave her son, a high school senior at the time, nightmares. The ad fits (laughs) into the Youngkin's campaign, the Youngkin campaign's broader strategy of seeking to pit McAuliffe against parents. So basically... This white kid says that he read Beloved back in the day and it gave him nightmares, okay? It gave him nightmares. And so now it's evil black voodoo witch bullshit.
1: One person, one person is saying this.
0: I think that's interesting because I think we're on a very interesting track here in America. And Rachel, tell me if you think that I'm wrong.
1: You're wrong. Wow.
0: (laughs) You just jaded me. made me look bad for the all
1: we talked we talked about her too long we did it's in me
0: we did (laughs) we are the jada and will of the podcasting (laughs) world
1: (laughs) no uh i
0: think that the right that there is a war specifically from the right on black intellectualism I think the battle has shifted. I think that the more ratchet aspects of Black America, tell me if I'm wrong, tell me if I'm wrong, the more ratchet aspects of Black America have actually been enveloped into American pop pop culture to such a degree that they are too familiar for the right to fight. They don't want to fight Lil Wayne no more. They want to go get Lil Wayne. They don't want to fight the N.W.A.s. And they gave Cardi B a little smoke. But that's just because she comes out for Biden. They don't want to fight these people anymore. These people, they the, the people that were seen as the ghetto and violent and over-the-top representation of Black America, they don't really want to fight that anymore. Their new fight is specifically with Black intellectual thought. We're talking about people like Toni Morrison. We're talking about people like Nicole Hannah-Jones. We're talking about anyone who offers, to nehisi Coates, whomever you want to mention, anyone who offers a salient, poignant, and descriptive destruction of the Black American experience, they want to demonize. And when I saw them taking on Toni Morrison, I thought, huh, that's because Toni Morrison's work is synonymous with the Black experience in America. And she's just too good at being Black. Hmm. So they got to go at her to poke holes in what they see as their real threat, which is people that can translate culture to a wider, white, suburban American base. Those people are now more dangerous than the rappers. They said that the rappers were going to come fuck their daughters and steal all that stuff. It didn't happen. (laughs) It didn't happen. But. America could change intellectually and these people would be the spearhead of it. Am I off base with this?
1: Not at all. If you go back and you look at history and you've seen how white America has done things to oppress or keep black people down since the end of slavery whether it be through laws whether it be through some type of systemic racism whether it's through a tulsa massacre whether it's through redlining that we very recently talked about on this podcast it only makes sense that okay we did this it didn't work or we did this it's still working or we did this and it's a little bit watered down now how else can we do things to keep black people either down in a whole, um, the the spread of this whole talk, like, you know, same thing with CRT. Um, anytime there is this, it's catching fire, and these ideas are starting to spread, and they contradict the image that they want for people to have of Black America, we see something like this happen. So you're not off. You're not wrong. It falls directly in line with Everything else we've seen happen in the history of this country when it comes to the way that black people are treated.
0: This is an interesting moment, though, because I think there's there's an opportunity to reexamine some of the black American figures um, that America holds close. Like I want a full scale reimagining and retelling of the life of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and that's why I love the good brother, Peniel Joseph, who's down there at your alma mater, uh, Texas, the LBJ school. OK, um, because I keep telling you guys, read The Sword and the Shield. Please read The Sword and the Shield by Peniel Joseph, because even Dr. King's life itself, there's an attempt to deintellectualize Dr. King himself. He was actually a much deeper thinker and a much more radical thinker than people give him credit for. And now I think that this culture war, because parts of black culture that were seen as particularly dangerous, like I said, have been accepted into American culture. Now the war exists on a new emerging uh, definition of blackness, which is being defined by people who are very brilliant and know their fucking shit. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I I think that the Republicans or the right or the Trump death cult, whoever it is, taking specific aim at that, it bears some paying attention to. They're literally, literally trying to subtract this amazing, rich, deep thought from the idea of blackness. They're saying, listen to Lil Wayne and not to Toni Morrison. And that's not even a diss Wayne. I'm saying that's what well, they're no, doing.
1: He's not a threat. No, he's not a threat. He's not talking about some of these things. He's not uh, challenging you or challenging the system in, in any kind of way in what he does with his art form. But I still can't get over the fact that this is one person. One child has said this, and it is now gaining traction. Yeah. One child.
0: It's a white child, though.
1: I, I get it. That's but worth it the also least. shows... A million but it shows niggas. How, it shows the impact. Yeah. One mom.
0: One white is child. Saying she doesn't. One white child.
1: What does that say? That should what be. What does that tell you? That's to me, I can't get over that.
0: <laughs> they should use that.
1: One white child.
0: One white child should be a slogan. You guys can have that one for free. Go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Carlson. You can have one white child for free tonight. On the Tucker Carlson experience, wherever the fuck his name is show is, we're going to talk about one white child that walked into a McDonald's, saw a black family with a mother and a father eating, eating and was completely confused. He's scarred by what he thought was a lie.
1: Do they walk into McDonald's? Can you put them in a different restaurant?
0: It's true. Um, let's not say let's let's say that they go to McDonald's. <laughs> Where could one white child go and be scared by a black family, a black nuclear family having fun? What's the scariest place for one white child? What's the scariest place? Uh oh, you know you know what one white child would really be scared in a black church? Just a bunch of Right,
1: but what
0: <laughs> just a bunch of well dressed niggas all being a family and praising together.
1: Do you know all my season of The
0: Bachelorette? No. I took them to church. Oh, Jesus Christ, Rach. I, I like, like, Rach. 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 What? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Rach.
1: I'm going to stop telling you stuff because you're going to want to watch I'm it. I'm going to fucking go, on, go on, watch it. Of course not, I'm going to go not watch on the, it. Not on The Bachelorette, my bad. On The Bachelor.
0: Did you take them so to like, a Juneteenth concert as well? Did you guys do all no, this stuff?
1: No. No, no, no. But... It was, so, you know, you got, well, maybe you don't know. Well, I know you've seen the season. So, you know, you have the hometown.
0: Hometown. Yeah.
1: And so Nick was coming to my hometown and it was on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, we go to church. Right. And I said, you should come to church. And we went to church and we sat there and we had the whole black church experience. Did he like it? He loved it. Did he? You know, of course they loved it. You know what I mean? Like, it was entertaining. It was like, he, he went, he's Catholic. So it was totally different from anything he had Did he catch
0: the Holy Ghost? He wanted to. He wanted to. Yeah. But and I whole- said,
1: stop. That's not, that's not, no. Because somebody make- else was. Somebody else was next to us.
0: Yeah. That used to scare me as a kid.
1: Well, to it, did it not. No, we used to laugh, actually. That- as kids, we laughed.
0: Man, you just sitting there and it's back and forth, and some woman's going, and and like a woman next to you just goes from talking about. I tell you what, I tell you what, Stacey and them better be over to the house on time today after this, because I got to watch my stories later along. How about something that's Christ my and you're like what the fuck is going like, like I'm like yo what the fuck mom what's going on with her my mother's like something beautiful is happening she's being imbued with the Holy Ghost you turn around oh my god oh my I'm like yo can somebody get her a fucking glass of water like you so, never laughed hell no they used to scare the goddamn shit out oh of me oh
1: my gosh especially the people who would do the same thing every single time mm-hmm. like you came to expect it come on These
0: People <laughs> like, jumping up Doing that dance that Michael Jackson did in that video where he kicks up which his feet. You know, the mama oh, say Mama the Michael's. Mirror. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like he's doing that where well, he's doing the African. They jump up and they're doing that dance that he was doing. A kick, you know, shout out to Africa. Like when they when they when they do the dance and, and they dance. throw their hand back and they kick, you know. I don't that sounds really bad. I don't know where it comes from traditionally, but they doing that dance all up and down the aisles. I'm scared as shit. And, and my dad, and like my dad looks at me, and my dad goes. I bet I'd never see you up in church acting a fucking fool like that. <laughs> I don't care what my dad said. If the Holy Ghost hit you, you sit your ass down. <laughs> yeah, cause I bet I'd never see you. <laughs> he hated it. He hated it. Um, so there's a new conspiracy theory and it has to do with Chris Evans and Buzz Lightyear. Who is, do you know who Buzz um, Lightyear is?
1: Yes. I know who Buzz Lightyear is. <laughs> don't, don't I cannot be that. sure, Rachel. You know what? (laughs) Fair, fair. Rachel. (laughs) At
0: this point, how how can I be sure?
1: I cannot
0: be sure. Uh, yeah. So, Buzz Lightyear was played by former drug dealer Tim Allen. Um, Snitch, by the way. Snitch.
1: Wait, 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 wait. What?
0: Tim Allen from Home Improvement.
1: He's a drug dealer.
0: Uh, coke dealer. Yeah, let's take a mip down let's take a trip down fucking memory lane and talk about Tim Allen who what? loves-was what that noise he used to make? Who, uh, who huh? loves <laughs> to fucking chastise people? Let's talk about Tim Allen. Coke dealer. Okay? I did not know this. Well, you're about to know it now. And anybody else who didn't know, look, dealing a little Coke. Tim Allen, look, uh, October 2nd, 1978. Allen was arrested in the Kalamazoo Battle Creek Airport with one and a half pounds of cocaine.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Pusha T. (laughs) Pusha T. Tim Allen, baby. Pusha T is his new nickname. Um, And then, you know what he did? He fucking ratted. He snitched. Is what he did. So remember... You guys go around like fucking uh, Tommy Lauren, bring up Jay Z and all these people from back in the day. Tim Allen was out there dealing that cocaine, and he snitched. He rolled on his people. Anyway, go look it up. So did he
1: avoid jail,
0: or he? He, he went to jail for a little while. Yeah, I think okay. he did sometime. I'm not sure how much okay. time he did. Maybe right. a couple of years. Oh yeah, he served oh, time yeah. in prison on cocaine charges back in the day. Now look, I'm not saying that you know you dibble and dabble a little bit. I'm not. But I'm saying is don't fucking come over here to me and tell me about family values and do all of this stuff Tim Escobar Pusha T (laughs) (laughs) fuck out of here fuck out of my face judge me nigga Um, uh, but yes Disney has announced a new Buzz Lightyear movie and Pusha T is out of there Chris Evans is now voicing Buzz Lightyear okay I don't know if this is a Buzz Lightyear origin story or what the hell's going on with the movie Um, but Tim Allen is conservative and he's polarizing. He's done all the Toy Story movies. And now people are saying that they pushed Tim Allen out because he's a dreaded conservative in Hollywood and they are replacing him with Chris Evans. If so, if that were the case, if Disney was pushing Tim Allen out because of his politics, would you have an issue with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a slippery slope. You can't get into slippery. pushing people out because of what their political beliefs are. You know, you can dislike them from a distance, but it, it would be different if he had never been hired to play this role. Because then, then you know, you just hire somebody else, and you don't have to explain why. But to push him out because of it, I, where does this go? You know, this isn't going to go anywhere good.
0: Who's next? Is what you're asking. Who's next? We can't say the N-word, what's next? We can't what Who's you next? mean we can't do blackface? What's next? We can't hang a nigger.
1: I didn't know this, all this like I'm I'm distracted because I keep looking up Tim Allen. It's like I really don't pay didn't pay attention to him after home improvement. So I am unaware of his political beliefs. I'm unaware of what he's been what? saying. On, I am. I'm, I, I'm I'm. so serious. I, that's why I'm distracted right now. I'm mm-hmm. looking this up. I'm in the dark. Tim. I couldn't tell you what Tim's been doing other than he had a show or he does have a show. on Last right man
0: now. standing on that show, he plays like a conservative type of guy. By the way, nothing wrong with so being a conservative. So yeah. he's
1: not playing. But, but if he's, if they're talking about him getting dismissed because of his political beliefs, he must be an extreme, an extremist is what I must. He goes. He wouldn't be pushed out for being conservative.
0: I don't know. I don't know, but I, I think it's bullshit. I think they're trying to trying to take the character further. And they're probably you're probably going to see a lot of these movies uh, that can continue, these IP properties that can continue, get a little younger. You know what I mean? They're probably going to get a little younger, bring younger actors in to do them. And we'll see how it goes, you know? And plus, Disney has a good thing going with Chris Evans. Keeping Chris Evans close to the vest for That's Disney true. makes a lot That's of sense true. because he's Captain America, you know? I don't know. Did you ever see that movie Blow? Is that Johnny Depp? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That movie was based on Tim Allen's life.
1: No, it wasn't. And yes, I'm not it was. You sit here and tell me that, that. that. You did that. You did that with Snowfall. <laughs> We're not doing that again. I've seen Blow and I know it's not based off Tim Allen. You might have had me if I had seen the movie. <laughs> I'm not.
0: <laughs> um uh yeah, look. It look, it there was an article uh, on a website that I used to, I used to work for that talked a little bit about this
1: first reported by TMZ.
0: Yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't think that this is what it is. I don't think this is very political. I think this has to do with like, uh, we don't, we won't know, but I think this has to do with these characters getting a little younger. If Tim Allen plays, you know, Look, I joke about Tim Allen. I don't wish anything bad to happen to Tim Allen. But if Tim Allen's p- playing Buzz Lightyear, you got twenty more years of Buzz Light Buzz Lightyear. Tim Allen's in his in his sixties. You got forty more years if you turn it over to Chris Allen uh, to to Chris Evans right now. It's different. Like they probably want to reboot. They probably want to go a little younger. They got a guy in there who everyone loves, conservative yeah. and. Uh, liberal love fucking Captain America alright you go for that, you, you do it it's not that big of a deal
1: is Tom coming back?
0: I don't know I don't know who's gonna voice uh, I don't know if Woody is even gonna be in the movie this is a Buzz Lightyear movie you know so, so but I'm how not how
1: could Woody not be? I mean I get it it's not to- Toy Story but
0: what you're trying to As say they're... they're trying to say don't you go do extra without me you know
1: the... <laughs> No. <laughs> no don't you
0: go do extra without me you have your whole little i, I see you too and i'd be jealous as shit i see no you doing extra don't. i see you oh it's me i'm on the red carpet look guys it's Lawrence olivier i'm like i'm sitting down there playing madden i'm Is like yo man it? what the fuck that's how that's how that's yeah, your, man,
1: you out here winning oscars so please be quiet oh my god your, Trayv- i saw Trayvon the other day on the carpet
0: oh because the spencer premiere right
1: is he a part of the movie?
0: No, he asked me to go to that premiere, but then I didn't go.
1: He had no idea who I was.
0: That's bullshit. <laughs> that's nuts. No.
1: Swear, he was the first person oh on the carpet. He was the first person on the carpet. And I look, I look at him and I was like, I said, hi. I, and, but I didn't want to be like, remember me? Hey, I'm... I, I Oscar like I winning
0: writer... director. No, we got to get him on the phone. <laughs> uh, Oscar <laughs> winning writer, director, Trayvon Free. Can't, you can't front... You can't front on my sister like that, Trayvon. <laughs> it's time to talk to Oscar Emmy winning writer, Trayvon Free. You better pick up, Trayvon. Come on. Please
1: leave your mess. Fuck! It's <laughs> <laughs> happened to both of us today. It's, Both of
0: us. No one wants to fucking talk to us. Um, uh, yeah, it's not not too much else going on with that whole Chris Evans situation. It's just that, oh, I did, ooh, before we move on though, did you see that Jesus was at a QAnon meeting? You see that? Yes.
1: With a fanny pack. Unrecognizable. Honestly, unrecognizable.
0: You guys, there are few careers more interesting in Hollywood than Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel is a guy who played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, which is a movie I swore to myself I would never, Never ever watch again. again. Hold on. Hold on. This is Trayvon. Hold on for a second. hey yo Trayvon yo. you're on higher learning right now with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay Rachel says that you fronted on her at the Spencer premiere what yeah Rachel says that after partying with you celebrating the Oscar win that out on the red carpet you didn't even know who she was you too big now you are too big Trayvon <laughs> You're talking about, man. See Trayvon <laughs> he's, Free? He's, try, he's trying to think about it. No, he's trying to think about it. I know he's like, that that's not true. The Trayvon Free that I know would never front on anyone on a red carpet. What was he wearing? What was he wearing, Rachel? He's known to dress very, very sharp.
1: <laughs> he said hello.
0: He said, well wait! But so he if he, no, if no, he no, said hello, he, how did he no, front you on
1: No, no, no. He there was there was nothing behind his eyes.
0: He uh, had no idea. He was being polite. I was the only
1: black person on the carpet.
0: Wow. Trayvon, it's tough. I'm just
1: I'm I'm replaying the red carpet back in my mind
0: right now. See, see, he's the first one there. He was the first one there. I was the
1: only sister on the carpet. Now let me
0: ask you a question, bro. You invited me to that. You was gonna have me walk a red carpet. Like I don't like. I'm 400 pounds. He didn't do
1: interviews. He didn't do interviews. Stop. (laughs) He didn't do interviews. He didn't do interviews. You
0: don't have to walk the red carpet. You can just say no. That's true. That's true. That's true. Hey. As always, love you, yeah. proud of you. Just but want to call you some shit. Act like you know me next time.
1: Make me look good. Make me look good for <laughs> my job. Oh, uh, are you going to Colin tonight?
0: I am going to Colin tonight. Tonight is the Colin Kaepernick situation, the Colin mm-hmm. in black and white. So, are you going to be there, Trayvon? Yeah, I'm about to go get my dogs from the van right Why now. Why
1: are we not covering it?
0: Yeah, we should cut like, oh, oh, so see is Extra's not even covering the Colin Kaepernick show. It might, there
1: might not be press.
0: Yeah, there's, there's, maybe not, maybe not. All right, I'll see you later on tonight, bro. <laughs> All right. Bye.
1: Believe me, I get sit, sent to black stuff.
0: <laughs> sent to black know. stuff. Um, what was I getting ready to say? Where were we? Oh, yeah, Jim Caviezel. Uh Jim Caviezel was blowing up in Hollywood, but then people stopped liking him because, he would evangelize on set too much. This is true.
1: Mm.
0: He would try to get people to worship Jesus on set. And they didn't want to deal with that.
1: On the set of The Passion of... of...
0: No. Prior, okay. prior sure. movies before then. Okay. And then that is why he was cast as Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. Mm.
1: And, and the some initials were JC and everyone was mm-hmm. talking about that. Mm-hmm. And
0: now some kind of way we get to him being at a QAnon rally.
1: Not just being there, speaking.
0: Speaking at a QAnon rally. Q. Wow. (laughs) I saw it. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's take a break. Facebook. Shout out to Thought Warriors on Facebook. Facebook is changing its name. Facebook is changing its company's name as it shifts to focus on the metaverse and confronts wide-ranging scrutiny of the real-world harms from its various platforms after a whistleblower document leaked hundreds of internal emails. Founder Mark Zuckerberg said Thursday that Facebook will change its corporate name to Meta, effectively demoting Facebook's namesake service to being just one of the company's subsidiaries. It's called Meta now. Meta. So rebranding. It's going to overhaul Facebook's reputation. Meta, now it's called Meta. Meta, Rachel. Meta. Do you have thoughts as uh. a podcast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to calm down
0: as <laughs> well. <laughs>
1: uh. I, I don't have much to say because I don't care. It's still Facebook. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what to say. But at the end of the day, nobody's going to be like, oh, did you, you know, shout out to our Meta group, the Thought Warriors group on Meta. It's Facebook. You know, like that's how we downloaded. That's how we've well, we known a minute. it. For- if they
0: change your name, we got to call them Meta. We got to respect the name change. We have to call them Meta, right? If so they change your name.
1: Is changing the name like slapping a Band-Aid on, on the issue? I
0: don't know, but I mean, if you're like, great, going you're to... you're
1: changing your name, but we still... But it's, it's formally known as Facebook, and Facebook did this, 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 and this. I mean, demoting Facebook's namesake service to just being one of the company's subsidiaries?
0: Yeah, Meta. meta. So
1: Facebook will still be around. The overall thing, the company is going to be called Meta. But you'll still have Instagram, you'll still have WhatsApp, and you'll still have Facebook on the social on the social network. Maybe I'm un- maybe.
0: I'm not sure. That's like it it
1: one of the company the company the company
0: name will be Meta though.
1: As a whole. Like as Meta a whole, owns Meta. everything. Like Meta bought Instagram. Meta, but right. you can still log on to your Facebook. You app. can
0: still log on to Facebook, but when you're talking about Mark Zuckerberg, you refer to him as the CEO of Meta.
1: What does Meta mean?
0: <laughs> meta means like if there's some art well this is the way I know meta to mean. I don't have a very so like if when art is like real like when there's real life so like let's say we do a movie and in the movie like we do a movie and in the movie uh like somebody is telling the story oh, shit how can I put this meta is when you uh
1: for me to read the definition
0: there's a a creative work referring (laughs) to itself or the conventions of its genre self-referential yes so meta is when you when you're talking about the fact that you're in a movie in a movie that's meta
1: gotcha
0: that's meta so can i tell you something about my take on the meta thing Uh uh-huh
1: uh-huh
0: this is the worst possible move that they could have made number one Name changes never go well. This has, there has been one person who has changed their name that has worked out better for them besides Muhammad Ali. Most name changes don't really go well for me. Ah, uh, that's not true. I just thought about a million examples where I fucked myself, up, Abdul Jabbar, all kinds of people. But whatever. Secondly, I think that Meta sounds so evil. <laughs> like Facebook, Facebook sounds like, hey, Facebook, we get it, we understand it, hey, it's fake, but Meta sounds like the multinational company that the James Bond villain runs mm. Mark Zuckerberg head of meta meta it's four words you know what I mean it's four letters meta you can put it easily on like like there's a big M logo the logo sure. itself looks a little foreboding this was the worst thing they could have done how about this Mark Zuckerberg you're evil go for it bro fuck it stop trying to be non-evil just say fuck it i'm logan roy fuck you guys <laughs> in the time that he stops trying to fuck around we know who you are mark zuckerberg we know who you are you're evil you're an evil guy you're evil evil billionaire
1: yeah that's never gonna happen he's never going to say all of what you just said so you know meta it is but we know that's the thing we know at the end that you can change the name to whatever it is Meta, formerly known as Facebook. What's Meta? I've never heard of that before. Oh, it used to be called Facebook. Oh, got you. That's exactly how the conversation's going to go. This,
0: Next. Does, this, this does tell me that Facebook is finally starting to to feel some of the societal pressure. Uh, they have to. Well, they, in the past, they've been a little Teflon and they've at, they've shrugged their shoulders off a lot of this shit. But no, it seems I mean, as like if what the what the whistleblower, just... the whistleblower, it seems like they actually got to him because. You understand the accusations that came from the whistleblower. Talk about the fact that Facebook could be. Facebook could be altering the trajectory of humankind for the worse, by changing the way our brains work and think, and purposefully. Please get the Freddy claws off the thing. I was
1: picking something off the thing. That's
0: what Freddy picks off. Freddy picks stuff off the claws, but it's like blonde hairs and human fucking skin. Um. But yeah, so I think that they're finally starting to feel that Facebook is all fucked up. Is a rebrand possible for Facebook? No. Facebook is what it is. No. Yeah. Facebook is like the NFL. You watch the NFL, you're entertained, but you know they're evil. It's on you.
1: Yeah. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. They got to do more than a name change.
0: All right. So So. I, I I won my Tom Hanks situation.
1: Because Twitter told you you
0: won? No, not because of Twitter. Tom Hanks popped up uh, at a black lesbian wedding in Santa Monica on the beach.
1: This means nothing. The this wokest shit nothing. that ever
0: fucking happened. The this wokest shit that ever happened. The only way this could get more woke is if they were from Afghanistan. Okay. Like, the wokest shit that ever happened. Black lesbian what wedding. He now. pops up. Yeah, wokest shit ever.
1: That doesn't mean that you won won. for something that he might have said in the past, and I'll and I'll tell you this: there were a lot of people who pointed out the fact that they brought up Chet. So what? They said, you know, Chet had to learn things from somewhere.
0: You know, here's the thing: people
1: were saying they brought up the Chet.
0: I could easily go. Mr. Rogers, who was born in 1928.
1: You I did could, say this.
0: I could easily go, I know, I could easily go into Mr. Rogers' family, and I guarantee you, if we're talking about 1928, I could, there's probably some white people back there who were up to no damn good, Rachel. But was it a son? Could What difference does it make? What if it's a brother? Mm. Not doesn't hit as hard, you're right. Because uh, the son is like learns from you, you know?
1: I didn't have to say it.
0: but I be, But I will say this, though, that's not where Chet got that. I know Chet. (laughs) Chet was on a mission to be as un-Tom Hanks-like as possible. (laughs) Chet loves his dad. Sure. Chet Chet loves his dad. It's like being a preacher's kid. Loving relationship. Chet was going against it. Chet was going against the norms. You know what I mean? Uh, So Tom Hanks stopped and took photos with a woman. And it looks like her name is December. December and uh, Tashia Ferris in Santa Monica. Uh, after their wedding ceremony on the beach, according to the couple, Hank said he had been watching the ceremony from afar. He asked if he could take a pictures with, with us and gave us lots of positive words and good love advice. Said Taisha Ferries, the couple said their special day was even better than hoped for. Look at Hank's, but they felt like their unexpected guest gave them a sign. Hank's and December's brother have the same birthday, her late brother the most amazing story ever from Tommy Tommy bomb on him Tom Hanks. You lost. Mr. Rogers ain't never did that. As a matter of fact... You don't know that. We don't even know Mr. Rogers' stands on lesbians. That, that was has before nothing his to do time. with the
1: n-word. That has nothing to do with the n-word. But I mean, can we just talk about the timing of this? I saw this. Do you think I was going to bring it to the attention of, of higher learning? Do you think I was going to put this on the rundown? Right. Did you put it on or design
0: it? I put it on. Okay, it was sent to me. When
1: I saw it, I was the, like, "You got to be kidding me!" The thought
0: sent it to me. By the way,
1: <laughs> <You gotta>
0: be- <laughs> I'm telling you right now, whites, Hanks is your last, your last, your last hope. Okay, he's your somebody
1: last. brought up somebody brought up Bernie.
0: Uh, I no, saw somebody uh, say that Bernie's Bernie. I can tell Bernie got some red in this ledger. I can tell oh. Bernie got some red. Bernie has been down for a while, but Bernie. Brennan wow. got drunk and he just said some shit.
1: No, yes he stop. has.
0: He's just too curmudgeonly.
1: Now he hasn't always been that way. <laughs> He's old now. Mm.
0: All right, before we get to mailbag, I want to talk about the homie Meek Mill. Meek Mill declares war on his record label, okay, for not paying him. Meek Mill took to Twitter. To air out his issues with his current deal in front of 11 million followers. He hasn't received a single penny from his record contract and doesn't know how much money his label takes off his earnings. He says, I don't get paid for music and I don't know how much money labels make off me. I need lawyers ASAP. He added, "As the record label. How much have you spent on me as an artist? Then you ask, how much have you made off me as an artist? I'm about to make my record deal public on Monday just to let the world see what these people are on. Now, I've been known to have a conversation or two with Meek back in the day. But this was very interesting to me because Meek's label is, of course, MMG, which is, of course, run by Rick Ross. So... Uh, If, in fact, Meek has never seen any money from his record label, then that would put Rick Ross squarely in the middle of this criticism. It's tough. If Meek isn't making money off his records, is that his fault or the label's fault?
1: Well, it's obviously the label's fault. How so? It's not that... Is Meek not selling records?
0: Sure, he's selling records, but the reality okay. is, that, but like the question I'm asking you is, if you sign a bad contract.
1: Well, here's my thing. I, I and my first thought is, it's sad because we hear these stories a lot. And we've heard them for a while. And I just assume by the time that Meek Mill was coming around, unless there was some type of desperation to get a record deal, that he would have been on top of this. This wouldn't happen to him. But then it's also alar- alarming for him to be like, I need lawyers ASAP. You didn't already have lawyers? Because he's very successful. So it's just, it's just in, and is this his first contract or another contract? Because I, I, he's sometimes been in the game they, for a while.
0: Sometimes they sign you to like, remember when they would say bad boy for life? That's because oh, they would sign That's you to like, meant? They would sign you to like a ten album deal or something like that.
1: That's terrible. We should stop saying "bad boy for life." That's I don't know about terrible. the
0: contracts, but I just know that there was that the contracts were long. Sometimes I don't know well, how I'm many. Take your
1: word for it. You cool with Diddy?
0: So, saying, look, so it must look. So that's
1: that's what that means. You can't I mean...
0: fuck up my next movie, Rach. <laughs> um, but I don't. It. But I don't know. His con- he could still be on his first contract though, because a lot of times those m- time. those music and you have to look at how many albums it is and how much stuff that Meek m- has dropped that is basically a mixtape and not an album. How many albums he owes? What the contract is? I, it just depends. It could be a lot of different stuff. A lot. Who of t-
1: else is on um, under MMG other than Rick? But
0: uh, Wale. Like I- so these are all the people I've ever known that have been on it. Wale. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Omarion oh, was on there for a time. Gunplay was on there for a time. I'd just be um,
1: curious. I'm asking because I'm curious. So for Wale, for example, like did you have a similar experience, same thing? Like I just I'm just very I'm I was shocked when I saw this because one, McMillan's been in the business for such a long time, two, because it is MMG. And then I just I'm just three, I'm just shocked that he's under this type of deal. When it just seems to be a lot more common knowledge of what can happen, which is why people go independent, or you know, I thought that's what MMG was supposed to help people with, but apparently not. You know what? Assuming he's telling the truth.
0: Do you know what the deeper thing is? What? To me, the deeper thing is fucked up record labels, fucked up record deals is actually a symptom of white supremacy, even when it's a black guy doing it to a black guy. If in fact oh, for this is sure. true, like the usury. And chicanery and trickery that's been used to exploit black people in the contract system goes back so far to where it just shows you that if you're. And the reason why I say it's not your fault if you signed a bad deal, like I'll be honest with you, like my TMZ contract was a bad contract.
1: Your first one or your only one?
0: I had like a couple of them. The first one was a bad contract. I remember. Most people's are though. Yeah, like. And this was specifically said to me, like, uh, I was wondering after I signed the deal, which I you know, I didn't even have a lawyer look over the first deal.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> they were like, Hey, I, did, I didn't even have a lawyer look over the first deal. Maybe my brother might take a glance at it, but the, uh, but like the money that they were putting in front of me at that point seemed so crazy that I was like, Jesus Christ, like I'm an actual real person. So I remember signing the deal, all of that stuff. The deal is totally and one hundred percent exclusive. You can't do anything without them saying yes. And I remember hearing a hearing a phrase that was so bone chilling that I knew exactly what I wanted out of my career from them forward. So I was having a conversation with one of the lawyers from TMZ. Because I, it had come time that I wanted to do a podcast or somebody wanted me to come over over on another show or do something. And I was bellyaching about the fact that I had to get permission from uh, Harvey or EHM or whatever the production company was to do it. I'll never forget. One of the lawyers looks at me and goes, well, it's just a weird situation that you're in with the contract. And I was like, why? And he looked at me, he said, Harvey owns your talent. I was like, "What?" He's like, "He owns your talent." Like whatever it is that you can do, like Harvey owns it. So like it like if you do a book, if you do a yeah. script, if you do whatever, like he owns your talent. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I ever wanted out of my career after that, the only thing People want cars, people want money, people want all of that. The only thing I ever wanted was to be in control of my talent. Uh Uh And and I learned that by having been through that situation. And I'm wondering, Meek, who is a little bit younger than me, I'm wondering if Meek is learning... Like a lot of black people have to learn exactly how what type of control and what he wants to be able to do with his record because all of his show money and all of that stuff that still is probably you know coming directly. He might I doubt he's in a three sixty. It was really before the three sixty. What a three sixty is is a three sixty deal is when a record label signs you to a deal and they take something off everything. They take a little bit of your merch. They take a little bit of your uh, clothes. Your, your 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 merch. They take a little bit of your show money. A little bit of your branding. It's a three sixty deal because record. Aren't selling the way they used to. I doubt Mika's in one of those because he would have signed with MMG way back in twenty ten or twenty eleven. But sometimes you have to be in a situation like this to know exactly what it what it is that you want out of yourself. You know. And I didn't even have Twitter to bring it to because guess what? I couldn't freely tweet like I wanted to. <laughs> you couldn't
1: even freely tweet?
0: I could, but I could definitely be asked to take tweets down
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. But that, all your contracts weren't like that there.
0: Well, towards the end, when I had a little, when I could swing my shillelagh a little bit, uh, I could could carve things out. But it was basically the same thing. I could carve things out. But at that point, they weren't going to tell me, at that point, to try to keep me happy, they weren't going to tell me no to almost anything that I wanted to do. And also, I would just do things and not tell them because what was the consequence going to be? Like, you know, I didn't think that they would. Fire
1: I guess I, <laughs> I guess I should be. <laughs> ah. I, I guess I should be a little bit more. I I I would be shocked if this is still his first contract. But now that you tell me about this bad boy for life thing, I guess that could happen. <clears throat> but there is a level of desperation that these type of corporations, music record labels networks shows whatever it may be take advantage of people who are so hungry mm-hmm. and wanting to get their big break that they're willing to sign whatever just to have the opportunity and then you deal with it later that's why i say your first contract's usually not your best contract it's the second one where you can start pulling throwing around your weight a little bit it's interesting and Inter- i want to I-, I wonder if rick ross will respond that's what i'm waiting well- for.
0: well Uh, It will will be No he hasn't uh, Not that I've seen yet But it would be interesting If Rick Ross responded Because Rick Ross Doesn't have the type of disposition To get into a nasty public thing There's already been Some back and forth Between Rick Ross and Meek Allegedly Apparently About Meek Trying to get off the label But you know All of this stuff Is business stuff And another Another pitfall of this Is What rap labels do Which is Position all of these Business relationships as if we friends, we brothers, we riders. Oh, when record yeah. labels start stop becoming business entities and started becoming crews, you kind of trick the culture by thinking you're not gonna try to recoup the money that you put into an artist or that you're not gonna try to leave the label when business goes bad. Like mm-hmm. you can't get out of a family ain't got no contract. Like yeah. my mom is my mom. Like family ain't got no contract. So when you say, yo, right. we a family, nah. Y'all business partners. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's go to fucking mailbag. Wow. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in.
1: All right. From the Veronian Ben, what advice would you give
0: Thought warriors
1: struggling with their
0: weight, Rachel. I'm sure you can weigh in too. Wow! No, Savannah, take it. You what know, a pun, what pick a today. what a pun, Donnie. Weigh in. What are you trying to say about us, bro? <laughs> Jesus, you want to know how much I just weighed in at, Donnie? What a interesting. I see your little shaming fat phobia shit, Donnie. I see okay. it. I've seen it before. Like one time we started the podcast, Donnie had his shirt off. I see what you do, Donnie. I see it. Um, Van, what advice would you give to thought warriors struggling with their weight? Serious moment. You guys, I'm in a very tough season. Tough, tough season. Very, very tough. I spent a lot of time feeling good about my body after I lost weight. I put the pandemic weight on and it's very, very difficult to, to get the weight off at some point. It's just I'm working my ass off like working my ass off and it's gonna, it's coming, but it's coming slower than it used to when I was a younger man. Um, my advice to anyone who is struggling with their weight would be to remember that life is still happening around you. Just remember that you're still here. You're still breathing. You're still having fun. I'm not going to tell you not to be down about your weight. I'm not going to tell you to even love yourself as you are, because that would be, that would be, Frugazy advice coming from me because it's hard for me to love myself in the current shell that I'm in. It's difficult. It's not easy. I'm not saying I don't love myself. I'm just saying that I like myself a little bit better when my love when my love handles didn't stick out the side of my goddamn t-shirt. Okay. Um, but what I will say is I still get it going. I still have fun people still love me. I still have fun participating in sports. I can still get a walk. I can still read a book. I can do all of it at the same time. You're still you and you're here to enjoy your life and connect with people. So don't let the way that you look or the way that you even feel stop you from doing what you're here to do, which is connect with people and have good times. That's the best advice I can give you because this other part of it, that's a fucking doozy. That's tough. All right. That's all I can say. Um, what else? What else, Donnie? Come on, it's fat shamer.
1: From my name's Cody Barr. When is the time you didn't get paid what you're worth, but did it anyways for quote unquote exposure?
0: <laughs> we just talked about
1: it. <laughs> I'm not naming. I'm not naming. Um, y- yes, there's been a time and I'm not naming what it is.
0: Yeah, ESPN. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's when people ain't stupid. <laughs> she didn't say it, worldwide leader. I said it.
1: Worldwide leader. Worldwide
0: leader. She didn't say it. I said it. She said nothing. She said nothing. I think if you guys can think hard enough, you know mine too. Um <laughs> all right. Uh what else? From Angela Brown
1: 3683. If you could visit any sci fi movie world, where would it be?
0: <laughs> Great fucking question. Great fucking question. Coruscant. What? Star Wars. That's why I would go. Great question. Very close. Very close to being, you know, maybe like Game of Thrones, but game of thrones oh, does
1: that count as sci-fi
0: it's fantasy it's fantasy so i wouldn't say like it's sci-fi it's google's fantasy.
1: sci-fi movies
0: okay go for it yeah it's fantasy or fantasy
1: okay see i i don't really watch sci-fi so, so it's hard for you me got to,
0: you got star wars you got star trek
1: one star star wars or star trek you,
0: you got star right? wars you got star trek you got dune you I got could. it's all right you got, dune, you got uh it's a lot of stuff out there you know This stuff is science fiction. I don't know. I don't know what you tell you. Blade Runner. You know? You ever see Blade Runner? Never saw that. Of course not.
1: Oh, Wakanda. That doesn't count. Why not? It's not science fiction. Popular sci-fi movies. Black Panther was listed. I'm just going with it. Wakanda. That's, that's fine. it. That's we'll, it. Go for that's it. You I'm, can have Wakanda.
0: That's bullshit. He's
1: mad. You, you, you're mad because you didn't say it. No, that's what it is.
0: That movie was mid anyway, and I wouldn't really want to go there.
1: Okay, uh, but why? Tell me why Black Panther isn't sci-fi. It's just action. It's, is that it's what you're not gonna sci-fi. Say?
0: It's a superhero movie. It's not sci-fi. Okay. That's
1: Wakanda. Sci-fi. I mean, maybe Next they got
0: they got a lot of kinds of like different poor. By the way, Black Panther wasn't mid. It was good, but just not super great. All right. No,
1: he said mid.
0: I'm well, sorry Sorry, Black Panther. I apologize. That was wrong. All right, what else we got? Come on. Mm, I
1: don't know about this one. From Lisa underscore D'Angelo. Can we see Van's bad feet? Yes. Wait, what what, wait? We didn't ask for that. (laughs) Oh. See. Oh my god. You know what? If you put on some lotion, they would be five times better. I just
0: got out the shower, number one. And see that toe? That's the toe that always comes off. The toenail? <laughs> the toenail comes off. The toenail comes <laughs> the, the toenail comes off because that shoe you know
1: what, is... <laughs> I don't know anybody that has a nice pinky toe. Is that true? I don't have a nice pinky toe.
0: You don't? You got hammer time down there with the pinky toes? hmm Hammer time.
1: I'm eight out of 10. I got a strong eight out of 10.
0: Poor Brian. He's like talking to his people like, bro, this girl is fucking perfect. But sometimes in the middle of the night, I see that toe and I have like a bag packed. I never know whether or not. All over the top. All, All over, over the top. I have a bag packed. Some nights, I don't know if I'm going to have the strength to make it to the morning. Uh, he's
1: not home now. Maybe he's he not maybe, maybe he's
0: gone. <laughs> maybe he left. Um, do you have an unexpected ally of the week?
1: Uh, kind of, but not really.
0: Mm-hmm. I just came mm-hmm.
1: from the handprint footprint at the TCL Chinese Theater. Regina King was getting hers. So I'm gonna make them my ally of the week for giving it to her, but it was amazing. Ava DuVernay spoke the way, I mean, it was magnetic. It was emotional to hear Regina King's team, who've been with her forever since I think 95, 96, one of them said, talk about the person that she is, talk about not just her talent, but just like her drive, her spirit. Her being from LA, the moment that this all was. And I was so, and like I've been I'm really tired today. But to I my whole mood changed the moment I sat out there and I watched that moment happen for her. Mm. It was beautiful. She was emotional. Um, just you know, she barely had any words, but her family was there, her friends were there, colleagues were there, and it was just a really beautiful moment. And if you're from the LA area or you visited, we've all walked past the walk of fame, um, the handprint, footprint, and just to see someone actually get theirs. And as Ava DuVernay said, cemented in in time where people, and then Regina, when I was interviewing her, she said, you know, you make it, it's an affair. You come here to the movies, you watch, you experience all of this. And she said, they're gonna be young kids who are going to forever see my name. My handprint, my footprint. She wrote "No Place Like Home," not because of the Wizard of Oz, because it's from the theme song of Two Two Seven. And so, just like to see it have her have this moment. She talked about being fifty. It was just beautiful. So, anyways, that moved me, changed my whole mood. That's my unexpected ally of the week.
0: It's fantastic. T- by DCL the way, TCL
1: Chinese Theater.
0: By the way, just I, I just go with Grauman's Chinese Theater because Oh,
1: I did, but then I realized the name changed.
0: Yeah, but you got to go with Grauman's though. TCL. And I was saying, I'm glad I
1: actually didn't because I was saying Gromans. Gromans? Okay. Gromans. I was saying. So Maybe Froman's. <laughs>
0: Do you know who Abe Froman is? Who is Abe no. Froman? No, I
1: don't.
0: Thought Warriors, go to Reddit and tell Rachel who Abe Froman is. Don't look it up, Rachel. Don't Google it. <laughs> Dang it, <it's> Abe <laughs> Froman. She has to go to the Reddit to find out who Abe Froman is. Okay, that's great. By the way, that's a huge accomplishment. Uh, it's a much, much smaller sort of a fraternity than the stars are. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be the top of the top of the top of the top of the industry and movie history really to get that. So shout out to Regina King. That's actually a great one. There's been some talk about sponsoring uh, Unexpected Ally of the Week. And if they ever sponsor it, we're going to have to actually come up with one every single week. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. What percentage would you say that we come up well, with you know,
1: one? I love a good sponsor. So yeah. I would, yeah. I'd find, <laughs> if we figure
0: it out. We'll figure it out. All <laughs> right. Take your thinking caps off, but do not stop learning. That is enough higher learning for today. I am Van Lathan Jr.
1: And I'm Rachel and Lindsay.
0: Goodbye.
1: Bye, guys.